When Dan and Megan's five-year-old son Ryan was born with a rare genetic disorder, which causes many medical complications and severe developmental delays, they didn't know where to turn. So many things were thrown at us. You know, every time we went to a doctor's appointment, it felt like there was just one more diagnosis on top of another, and it felt like we were sinking. And we wanted to do everything we possibly could to give him the best quality of life, but we just did not know where to go. He was having one surgery after another, or a new type of seizure was developing. Six months into Ryan's life, Dan and Megan found themselves constantly taking hour-and-a-half-long trips to the hospital multiple times a week. Ryan would be admitted due to seizures or breathing issues, common symptoms of Miller-Deaker syndrome. When they weren't in the hospital, they were desperately trying to coordinate all the moving parts of Ryan's care. I spent countless hours on the phone with insurance companies or trying to find him the adequate medical equipment instead of spending time, quality time, with my child. All Megan and Dan wanted for their child was for him to be as comfortable and as happy as possible at home. This is a story about finding the right care at the right time. This is a story about the unwavering love of parents. This is Ryan's palliative care story. At times of desperation, some people might turn to their family members, but in Dan and Megan's case, that wasn't so easy. You know how they say it takes a village to raise a child, and that is true. But when you're trying to raise a special needs child, that village is very limited. You know, our parents and, you know, family members tried to help as best as they could, but they had never had experience with a child with special needs. So... As a young mother, you typically go to your mom and ask for advice. You know, my baby won't sleep through the night, or my baby has colic. What What are some things I can do? Whereas, as wonderful as my mom is, she never had experience. My child's having a seizure. What do I do? My child cannot finish their bottle. What do I do? While doing research on social media, Megan came across information about a medical specialty called palliative care. The family has been connected to the team of palliative care specialists ever since, which includes Daniel Phillips, a pediatric nurse practitioner. To palliate means to ease the burdens. And so when we are coming in to meet the family, we are essentially here as an extra layer of support to help ease the burdens in whatever journey this family is going through in whatever difficult experience, whether it may be for a short period of time that we're knowing them or for a long period of time. And in that nature, we are there with this family to walk with them throughout whatever course that they may be on. What we focus on doing is relieving symptoms in that can be directly for the patient or helping with the pain and stress of serious illness that also flows over to the family as well as the patient. As Daniel Phillips mentioned, palliative care is specialized medical care for people living with a serious illness. This type of care is focused on providing relief from the symptoms and stress of an illness. A lot of the times at each visit, 
I will go and say, what goals do you have for us to work on or what are the most important things for us to work on between now and the next visits? And then also, what are the most important goals for us to work on for the next year to come? As we mentioned, Ryan was six months old when his parents brought him to palliative care for the first time. They were eager to find help to prevent the severity of his seizures, help him breathe better, sleep better, as well as find the right balance of medications. Immediately when they came in the room, you felt this sense of empathy and caring and they just understood what we were talking about. Prior to that, we were meeting with different doctors, and they all were wonderful, but they were specialists in different areas, or a lot of times they were still seeing majority of their patients were typical children. And when palliative care came in, it was like a breath of fresh air. Just the way that they talked to Ryan, the way they came over and made sure that we knew all of our different options and everything like that. Um, they were very comforting. One of the main pillars of palliative care is open communication. We have close communication with the family to focus on topics such as quality of life and look at all the different options that are available so that the family is able to choose the options that most align with their goals, values, traditions, and culture. The use of a continuous positive airway pressure therapy machine, or CPAP, helped Ryan breathe better in the hospital. We have a lot of hospital stays in the wintertime, and we were trying to cut down on those, try to treat from home as much as we can. And one time I brought up, you know, about getting a CPAP or BiPAP at home and treating him at home, and... Uh, they help facilitate that and get it to us sooner than later. And right now we're dealing with the sickness and we can stay in the comforts of our home and monitor him and not have to go to the hospital and get, you know, something else on top of another sickness. Megan and Dan were not only able to get the CPAP at home, they were trained by the palliative care team on how to use it themselves to help Ryan with that assistance. They receive palliative care visits at home every six weeks, and the team is also available on the phone. If he needs something, if it's, you know, 9.30 at night, I call palliative care. I call to somebody that's, you know, on call, and they know Ryan, and we can help get something, whether it be a medication or just a question if he's acting weird or not just himself, we can get an answer ASAP. It makes our life so much easier. His care is one phone call away, and they can talk to the other doctors and get them on the phone faster than me trying to call and figure it out. Dan details some of the conversations they have with palliative care on a regular basis. We do a lot of, you know, talking, planning, um, cleaning up his medication list that, you know, it gets crazy after a hospital stay. But we we just go through and make sure that, you know, his chart is what it needs to be. It saves us a trip going anywhere. You know, we can kind of knock it out with palliative care. Since providing the CPAP training to Dan and Megan, Daniel Phillips has seen real results for Ryan. He has sounded the best that I've ever heard him sound when listening to him. Parents have told me that they, with the CPAP, he has been able to 
avoid probably about seven hospitalizations where they know that if they did not try that initially at the start of symptoms, he would have been in the hospital and would have had a longer stay and longer experience with his illness and possibly an exacerbation of his other symptoms. More equipment has been added for Ryan over time, which means more training for the caregivers. Looking around the room right now, just so many different pieces and palliative care has helped us get every single one of them for him. Palliative care also provides caregivers with emotional support, especially during the most difficult times. Living with a child with complex needs like Ryan can definitely take an emotional toll. I definitely feel like palliative care has helped us. We are here even if they need a sounding board to say, this is difficult, this is hard, I'm not sure where to go, and being able to be close and do visits when there are difficulties also helps contribute to making that transition to giving certain medications for a certain symptom easier. Empowering Megan and Dan to administer meds on their own at home was a game changer. No parent really wants to have their child on medication and have a lot of medications to give and working through that with them. And throughout the years that I've been working with Ryan, his family, we've always focused on that goal of them wanting to be able to treat Ryan at home and not come into the hospital because most of the time when he comes into the hospital, the concern is that he will develop another viral illness that he didn't come in with. One of the issues Ryan deals with is neuroirritability, commonly defined as chronic agitation that greatly affects a child's ability to stay calm, comfortable, and asleep. They always wanted him to be able to go out to football games. They really um, are big Notre Dame fans, and one of their goals that year when I met him was to be able to take him to a Notre Dame football game. And they were up with him almost at times over 24 hours a day trying to calm him down and make him comfortable. And we were able to get his neuroirritability under control. Um, and actually, they were able to go to that football game in the fall. It was about October. So it took us about two months of adjusting some of the medications and having conversations regarding these medications have side effects, but also the risks and benefits of taking the medication and how some of these medications will help Ryan's quality of life. Dan talks about what progress looks like for his son, Ryan. An improvement for us to see Ryan um, is to be him his happy, um, carefree, relaxed self to not deal with seizures. Ryan has to work hard for every little milestone. We don't call them milestones, we call them inch stones because we're still working on things that 
a person would work on with their three to six month old, you know, lifting their head up or getting trunk support or head support. And so any little time that he holds his head for 10 seconds, it's a big celebration to us. Or any time he smiles, it's a huge celebration. He has a cute little smile where he curls his little Elvis lip and it melts our hearts, you know, and to us, that's a good day. You know, he could be, he could have just had a seizure 10 minutes prior to that, but that little smile will just wipe away whatever just happened because it is, it's amazing the feeling that overcomes you when you see his smile. At age five, Ryan still deals with seizures and requires constant attention, but his parents are empowered to care for him when palliative care isn't there and they can spend more of their days enjoying time with him and their second child, rather than spending that time coordinating his care or traveling to the hospital. They're grateful to have Daniel on their side. He's not just a doctor to Ryan. I feel like he is our friend. You know, that like he comes and he just knows how to talk to Ryan. He knows how to talk to us. He's seen us at our most happy with Ryan, and he's seen us when we are scared and frantic in the ER. He just means so much to us. Ryan is, he has an amazing personality. He is someone that when you walk in the room and I see him, he brightens up my day in the fact that he will greet you with a, with a smile. Daniel Phillips discusses what makes Ryan's story a great palliative care story. The last thing that I really feel that makes this a great palliative care story is we really were able to work to get them to their goals of going from Ryan being hospitalized almost every two months, sometimes even more frequently to where Ryan has been hospitalized maybe once or twice in the past couple months and that they're able to go out and experience life as a family. And that's what we, we strive to do. For more information on how you or your family can receive palliative care, visit getpalliativecare.org.